What up, party people? It's your host, Lanston Schmidt, coming to you live with episode four of the What's Your Story podcast. I hope you all know by now that we are rocking and rolling, having a grand old time over here at the What's Your Story podcast. And today is no exception. Episode four, I interview Kaylee McClure. We have an awesome and incredible interview. I don't even want to hype it up too much, but the title of this episode is From a Division One Athlete to finding her identity, a story of patience. We touch on just a variety of different subjects, a variety of different topics from her upbringing and childhood in Atlanta, Georgia, her transition into high school and college, being a division one athlete, balancing the athlete sports and academics and social life, everything in between, and then touch on life after college, what it means to find your identity. We touch on it all. A truly incredible story from start to finish, a truly incredible podcast. But if this is your first time, know you are in for a treat. If you're a returning listener, you already know what to expect. But give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Or if it's less than five stars, if it's just average, be honest straight up. We love feedback. We love criticism, constructive feedback on the podcast. But go give us a follow too as well on our Instagram. It's at What's Your Story 2022. But without further ado, this is the story of Kaylee McClure. Welcome, everybody, the greatest hour of your life. Welcome to What's Your Story. I'm your host, Lanston Schmidt. It is an honor being with you guys today. It is even more of an honor to be sitting with Kaylee McClure. This is going to be a fun one. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy you're coming on. How do you feel to be the first female guest on What's Your Story? I feel pretty honored that you chose me to be on here as the first female. Pretty good achievement. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. We're going to have a ton of fun. This is going to be an absolute blast. I can't be more thrilled. You are a guest. And why don't we just open up? Why don't you tell the audience uh, to start off, who is Kaylee McClure? Okay. So I feel like that's a loaded question. Um, Throughout this last year, I've been processing a lot, like, who is Kaylee McClure? I feel like after you get out of college, everyone's kind of asking, like, who are you? Like, what do you do? And I feel like a lot of times people just say I'm a salesperson or I'm an athlete, whatever that is. And kind of, I've been processing more. I don't want to say I'm a former athlete or I'm a coach or I'm a salesperson. I want to more say like, I'm a daughter of the King. And like, that's my identity and kind of the things I do in life don't really make up who I am. So I do coach. I do work at QGendo, which has been really awesome uh, as a salesperson, business development rep life, pretty fun. Um, and then I also played beach volleyball at Georgia state for three years, which was really awesome. Let's go. Let's go. I love that answer. And that is a lot to unpack. So we got business development rep. We got college athlete. We got daughter of the King, which I love all three of those things. Why don't we start though, maybe from your childhood. I know you live in Atlanta currently. I know you attend passion city church, which is awesome. Um, but Atlanta shout out for sure. Did you grow up in Atlanta or what was your childhood like? Any siblings? Yeah. So I grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is about like 30 minutes north of the city. Um, So growing up, we didn't really come down to the city much. Um, I have an older brother. He's 10 years older. So kind of a weird age gap. It was cool having somebody who kind of made the footsteps for me. So I knew what to do, what not to do. 
Um, he also kind of picked on me a lot growing up. So prepared me for college athletics pretty well, had thick skin growing up. And then two awesome parents um, who raised me in the church, which was really awesome. So had that foundation from a young age and pretty close with all my family because they live all pretty much in Kennesaw, Cargersville area. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you talk, so you have one older brother. Do you guys keep in contact still now or what's that? Yeah, like? so he actually lives up in Ackworth. So he's about 10 minutes from my parents' house. And then he just had his first child with his wife. So no officially way. an aunt as of eight months ago. So that's been pretty exciting. That's awesome. That's all. How's the aunt life? What is, what is that like? The aunt life's pretty great. I can play with her and hang out with her when I want and then just give her back whenever she starts crying or doing any of the not so fun stuff. I love it. So, I mean, growing up in Kennesaw, I, I grew up in Roswell. So very, very similar, I guess. I know the North Atlanta draw, you know, going down to the city really for sporting events, concerts, like just random time. It sounds like very similar to you. What would you say, though, was the most immediate memory of like the first years of your life or your childhood that you just remember looking back on now as a college alum, as someone that's, you know, in the business world now, what would you say is something that you, you think of a lot from your childhood and it's just like an overall great memory? Um, I don't think it's very early on, but probably when I was like six or seven, we took a family trip. Um, all of my dad's side of the family, we went out to Yosemite. Um, so that was pretty breathtaking trip. All in all, it was super cool, kind of ignited my passion for traveling and hiking and all of that. But I think the best memory from that trip was all of our cousins and I were on the Golden Gate Bridge, hanging out. Two of my cousins, Alex and Ben, were like, let's try to get these truckers to get us to honk. So we all started going on the bridge, like pumping our fists up and down, trying to compete to see who could get the most truckers to honk, which I think was really cool because it ignited me. I was like, oh, it's a competition. Like, let's go. And made a funny memory that we all look back at and we're like, we were crazy, but we all still talk about it to the day. Oh no, I won. Like, Oh, I won. Like we never really know who won, but pretty good trip. Somebody won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love those memories. That's one of my favorite questions to ask is just like stories or like moments that you can still laugh around with your family at the kitchen table or holiday. Um, and just, you know, the stupider, the crazier, the, the better. That's, that's hilarious. I love that. And, um, you know, talking about your parents too, I mean, sounds like they raised you in the church or it sounds like you're pretty close with them. Um, are you still close with them now or, you know, what, what's your relationship, excuse me, look like with them? Yeah. So my parents are awesome. Like looking back, I'm always like, I'm so blessed because growing up now you don't always hear like everyone's parents aren't always in the picture. And I'm so blessed. Talk to my mom and dad, like literally every other day really cool. My dad um, actually runs the beach volleyball club that I grew up playing at. So every Tuesday night, I'm guaranteed to see him. We're out there coaching in the sand together, which is awesome. And my mom is always working from home. So she always will sometimes come down and hang out with me on Fridays when we both have our work from home days, which is great. That's really cool. That's really cool. You're talking about sand and volleyball. And I know we'll get into it because I know you played beach volleyball in college. I don't want to spoil that for the audience. But <laughs> did you play it starting at a young age? Or you said your dad's out there quite a bit. Did he coach you or did he have an effect of you playing? Or Yeah, so funny enough, my dad actually, my I think it was my eighth grade year, um, beach volleyball kind of became a big club sport in like Kennesaw, Roswell area. There's like a oh, summer program. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there's a summer program up in like Woodstock off like Rope Mill exit type area. And 
my dad originally told my mom, I don't want her playing that. And my mom was like, well, if she wants to do it, like I'll drive her every time. Like I'll make the sacrifice of the time I'll take her. So mom signed me up, went every like possible day I could, ignited a passion for it. And then eventually the next year, my dad was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like maybe I'll coach for it. And then he loved it. So ended up getting free beach volleyball because my dad was always coaching with it, but he never really coached me, which was kind of interesting. That's funny. Did, so did he play growing up or was it just kind of a hobby he developed? So my dad's like the athlete of all athletes. Like he played pretty much every sport growing up. He went to college for basketball down at Georgia Southwestern in South Georgia, played two years of college basketball, ended up not loving his coach. So he quit, picked up soccer, played soccer for the first time ever, led the conference in goals. So freak athlete, picked up volleyball when he's working at IBM. They had kind of like a league. So he just picked it up for fun, loved it. So kind of passed it on as I was a little kid. He'd be like, hey, let's pepper, like let's pass the volleyball around. And I was like, this is pretty fun. So maybe I'll do it later on in life. And he was like always encouraging me to do it. So that's awesome. Well, shout out your dad. Shout out Georgia Southwestern basketball. That's a, <laughs> that's a fun university. Okay. Oh, yeah. Down in America's Georgia. Great place. America's Georgia. I don't even know where that is on the state. I should know. <laughs> you should not know. It's not that great of a place. He tried to get me to go there. <laughs> and he said, not so fast. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love that. What, uh, I mean, obviously, other than volleyball, um, you can speak, you know, to your dad or to your mom as well. What were some other things that they taught you growing up or that you learned from your dad or, you know, your parents? Mm -hmm. um, so my mom was really big in teaching Sunday school at our church. So that was kind of a big thing growing up. She wanted me to memorize scripture and she wanted me in church every Sunday if possible. My dad sometimes would be like, it's okay if she has an like sporting event, right? And my mom would get a little frustrated, but that was something they pretty much instilled in a young age. We're going to church on Sundays. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what my parents did too. And I played baseball a little bit growing up. And my dad was always like, no, we're doing, going to practice. We're going to the game. And it always would start a fight with my mom. She's like, <laughs> you're sacrificing church for a sport. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely know the family drama there. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. What, uh, so, I mean, obviously volleyball, you played that growing up. What, you know, is there anything else that really stood out from your childhood or, you know, high school days as well? Um, I was really like involved in like my academics because my parents kind of told me from a young age that if I did want to play collegiate sports, they were like, you're going to have to have good grades as well. So I really loved school growing up. Um, really loved like math and science, more science side of things. Most kids hated chemistry in high school. I loved chemistry. I thought it was cool to mix all the different elements and things together. So kind of wanted to go that route, but didn't really have time for that in college. So kept that in my high school days. There you go. There you go. Maybe someday a chemist. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? If something blow up one day. It might be me. Hey, you heard it here first audience. Kaylee said it. I mean, we're, we're recording this April 18th. <laughs> So, and it's coming from someone who hated chemistry, and I mean hated it, I still never get the people that are just like, oh, I love chemistry, I love blowing things up. I hated <laughs> that in high school, it's like the bane of my existence. So oh my that was me with physics. I did not understand physics. Yeah. I didn't like any of the sciences. I never understood them. I just sit in the back of class and be like, I'm ready for college or I'm ready for this class to be over. So well, there's me who took honors Kim and AP Kim because I loved it so much. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
Did you, so, I mean, you kind of answered a little bit. Did you look at, you know, majoring in that college or going down that route or like? Um, so funny enough, I started out in biomedical sciences when I was at UAB. Um, kind of wanted to go that route and try to do PA school or something. And then was thinking like medical mission work. But when I got to UAB, the coach was kind of like, I don't know if you'll have time for shadowing hours, like when you get later in your major, because we're going to have a lot of sporting events to go to and practices. So she kind of nudged me to go the business route just because it was a less stressful schedule. So ended up that route. There you go. Are you happy with your decision or looking back on it? Do you maybe uh, go down the medical route or medical mission field? After taking a biology and nutrition and all of those fun things freshman year, first semester, I kind of am glad I ended up in the business school, but not to say business wasn't hard, but the sciences might've been a little too tough with a student athlete schedule too. So I think she was a little wise in saying that. Yeah. Yeah. What about like your parents, did they have an effect on like what your major was or what you're studying or did your mom kind of push you down? like maybe a theology or like, you know, religion uh, major or anything like that? Um, so after my brother, he went to Georgia Tech and he did aerospace engineering for a couple of years and then ended up in industrial engineering. And so after seeing him kind of like switch around and he kind of didn't attend some classes sometimes because he thought he knew too much. Um, my parents were kind of like, do whatever you're passionate about. Because my mom eventually was like looking back on her time in college and was kind of like, she wished she had gone back and got her teaching degree because she loves to teach people, AKA she was a Sunday school teacher. Um, so she kind of was just like, pick something you're passionate about because you're going to be doing it for a while. So that was good advice from her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I know you played volleyball, obviously beach volleyball in high school. And then I know the audience might not know, I guess you went to UAB and then also Georgia State as well. Were you recruited or did you walk on or maybe tell about your recruitment or you know, the process from high school going into college, what that was like? Yeah, so it was definitely like a roller coaster type of ride um, all throughout high school. I thought I was a big shot. I told people after my freshman year, I won this huge tournament in Vegas and I told everyone when I came back, I'll be at the 22 Olymp or 2020 Olympics. Like you'll see me there. I'll get you guys all tickets. Um, kind of thought I was the big shot of beach volleyball. Then little did I know there's like five, 10 and six foot girls in California who are a little bit better than me. They grew up playing since they were like three years old. Um, so recruiting was a little tough. Um, went through my junior year, thought I was going to play at LSU. Was kind of going back and forth with a walk-on offer there. Was kind of set on going there then senior year came around they told me I had a spot then last minute I think it was August of senior year we're like uh oh, we're actually not going to take any more for your year which was really stressful because everyone's already pretty much set on where they're going at that point so Georgia State had been my second option went back to them they were like oh I wish you told us this last week like we offered your spot away already so then I was pretty sure I wasn't going to play beach volleyball at that point because it was October of my senior year. January came around. My club coaches were like, maybe you should consider UAB. Like they have money left. It's good school, not too far from home, like definitely a great option. And me being me kind of laughed because they weren't ranked. I was like, I'm not going to go to a little rinky dink school to play beach volleyball. Went on campus, ended up meeting this girl who was transferring from Mercer and walked into the academic counselor's office with her. And I'd asked the academic counselor, 
hey, like, do you guys have an FCA? It's really important to me that the school has a good FCA. And the girl that was with me ended up, her and her mom started bawling in the meeting. And I was like, this is odd. Like, why are they crying? And after the meeting, they told me and my mom that she was transferring because she was looking for a group of girls and a team who was more faith-based and like she wanted more friends that were Christians and like she wanted to be stronger in her faith. And just me asking that question showed her like she was in the right spot. So at that point, my stomach just kind of dropped and I was like, well, God, I guess I am going to UAB. I don't really care what they offer me at this point. Like this is where you want me. So they offered me some money and I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. That's amazing. He'll open that door and make it completely revealed to you at certain oh, yeah. times. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd like to even go back. Um, you're talking about LSU was at one point on the table, Georgia State as well. When you heard the news, sounds like October of your senior year that, you know, that spot had been filled. Like, how did that make you feel? Um, you know, what do you think you learned from that? Or looking back, like, what did that teach you that moment? Yeah, so that was a pretty pivotal moment um, in my walk with Christ. Because I think most of my life, um, the whole identity thing, like I was talking about in the beginning, I identified as an athlete, as a volleyball player. And I kind of wanted to prove myself in a way by going to a big school to show everyone like, oh, I do matter. Like, I'm going to top 10 school. Like, I'm a big deal. And I think senior year was really when the Lord said, Kaylee, you're not just a volleyball player and you don't have anything to prove to anyone. Like, I love you just as you are, which was really cool. So really found Passion Studies Church to my senior year during that time and had some awesome family group leaders who really helped me through like processing, like, what am I going to do without volleyball? And they were like, Kaylee, you're an awesome human just as you are. Like, you don't need volleyball. So that was a really cool moment because got to grow in my faith and ended up getting to still play beach volleyball after the Lord kind of taught me that that's not what I needed to find my identity in. Wow, what a lesson. And just the fact that you've learned from that and can able to share that today, like he sometimes has to break you down and, you know, realize your focus should be on him and he should be who you run to um, instead of like, for me, I know my life and my journey, I've definitely had idols and just things that I chase and the Lord's like, hold on a second. That's not eternal. That's just worldly. Um, and while a lot of it's good, keep your eyes on me, remain in me, be focused. And that's awesome that you, you've learned that, you know, really young age as well. Oh yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I guess, so you stayed all four years at UAB or, you know, I know you came back to Georgia state or what, what did that look like? Um, so I went to UAB in 2017, 2017, 2018, um, spent a year there, loved Birmingham. Um, the coach that originally recruited me, ended up not getting rehired. So there was a new coach when I got there. Um, she was great, but like we did have some differences at times. And then the team, there were like four girls that I was pretty close with, but they were all graduating within the next year or so. So at the end of the season, kind of had a hard decision to make. Do I yeah. want to be closer to family? Do I want to have like cheaper school? Cause I did have some money, but it was still out of state tuition. Um, so at the end of the season, kind of talked with the coaches and was like, I think it's a better move if I go to Georgia State or even like South Carolina, it might be a little closer to family. So ended up going to the transfer portal, calling back up the Georgia State coach that had recruited me in high school. Um, she was kind of shocked that I was transferring after having a pretty good freshman year at UAB. And 
she kind of strung me along for a little bit, which was really stressful because I was like, okay, Lord, you're really testing my patience and my trust again because I'm just going to wait on you. Um, South Carolina also kind of strung me along for about a month and I was like, I don't know where I'm going in the fall and this is really great. But eventually at the end of, I think May, the Georgia State coach called me back and was like, we'd love to have you. Um, you're a hard worker, so we'll take you in. So I spent the last three years there. Nice, nice. I love the bold, assertive transfer portal reference. <laughs> <laughs> you, you took it to the portal. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're looking at South Carolina, Georgia State. Were, it sounds like family was a big draw to come back. Did you mainly talk about it with your family or, you know, talk to the Lord, obviously, about it, too? Or, like, what was some of the main factors that played into you saying, hey, I'm kind of done with UAB. Like, I just think it's best uh, to move to Georgia State. Yeah, so my granny, who is like one of my role models and just a huge part of my life, um, we grew up like going to her house all the time. They used to live like right behind us, which was really cool. Um, she developed stage four breast cancer my junior year of high school. So I guess that was 2016. Um, and so that was pretty hard for our family to hear because she had already beat cancer before and then got it again. And she's one of the most joyful, like happy, content people you'd ever meet. Um, pretty healthy too. So we were like, this is odd. So a big decision coming back to was wanting to be around her more because she's kind of defied all the odds. Um, thanks to all the prayers that people can continuously pour over her. She's still kicking. She's still rolling, still plays a lot of bridge with all of us. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I was going to be around for family birthdays and things like that. So it seemed like Georgia State would be a good fit if the coach gave me the go. I was like, I want to be home and be around them as much as possible. Let's go. Well, shout out your grandma. That's that's huge. She's yeah. is she beating it or she's still so uh, she's still getting treatment and stuff. Um, she now also has, I think, some type of lung cancer. She keeps getting all the cancers, but still is just smiling away at every family event. And she's honestly one of the most inspiring people that I know. That's unbelievable and so rare to find today. I feel like, I don't know, that you know, hearing stories like that and hearing people that keep a smile on their face through so much suffering and just trials and hardships, it really like seems to me the older I've gotten, it's like it's a choice at the end of the day. Like yeah. praise the Lord, your your grandma's choosing, you know, joy and remains yeah. a smile, remains upbeat, and she's still alive. That's that's truly incredible. Oh yeah. It's been really cool too, because all these different medical boards have even been confused by her case and they're like we don't understand like she's still just doing well and we don't know why and I'm like it's because the Lord's watching over here and he's got his hand on her for sure come on come on let's go that's awesome that's awesome and you know moving into to Georgia State um your time there three years how do you think that decision uh to go to Georgia State how do you think that affected who you are today well, that's a great question. Um, I think it's affected me a lot. Um, got to come back to Passion City Church, which is really where I think my faith really turned for the better um, at the end of high school. So it's been really cool. Got to serve in Passion Kids while I was at Georgia State, which was really fun because you kind of, when you have to teach what you're reading about and learning about in your walk with the Lord, it kind of takes it to a whole new level. So having to reframe all of that and put it in terms that children are going to understand was really fun and it taught me a lot um so that really shaped me in the ways I got to teach and also just be around such a great community of faith 
um, going through like the hard years of college. And then my coaching staff at Georgia State was really awesome. They put a great emphasis on our academics. Like most college coaches have a set practice block. They're not going to change it if you have a class during it. Like you won't be allowed to take that class at most programs. But our coach was great. She said, I'm training like overall women. I'm not just training athletes. So Beth was awesome in allowing us to take a bunch of random classes. I was double major. So I was usually running from class to practice and they would have special sessions for me. So it was really cool to play under her and see like, you don't have to just be an athlete. Like you can be all aspects of life with her. And she wanted to help you grow in all of that. Wow, what a coach and what an opportunity and, and program. I hope, I don't know if we have many, I hope there's some athletes listening because I have heard from a couple people who, like some of your, yourself or your story, just with being an athlete or growing up and like that's your identity and you realize there's more to life than just sports at the end of the day. While sports are great, um, you know, giving back to the community, serving, that's that's huge and it's important. So that's, that's awesome. You had a mentor and coach where you could, plug in and do that at Georgia State so I feel like that's sometimes very rare as well oh yeah I realized that after like getting out of college that I definitely took that for granted at some points she would even like have us do like quarterly reviews and they ended up being exactly like my quarterly business reviews and I'm like thanks coach Beth like you literally prepared me for my job today look at that that's amazing that's amazing. What, um, how was it balancing to just, you know, being a college athlete with that time, balancing the time with your academics and social life and friendships and church and all that? Mm -hmm. um, so if you know me, I'm definitely the definition of an Enneagram seven. I love balancing a million things at once. So if I don't have anything to do, that is more so stressful to me than having a bunch of things on the calendar. So it kind of kept me in track having like a set schedule every week knowing what's going on I knew exactly how much time I would need to do an essay like kind of was last minute at times but I knew I would get it done which was nice um but definitely always had something every single moment of the day which I kind of missed having that all planned out because it was very nice that's awesome that's was it a challenge balance I mean obviously Enneagram 7 was it a challenge ever or did you feel overwhelmed at certain points, maybe a big volleyball tournament, three exams on a Monday, or was there much like that? Because I feel like at least for me, my time in college, I was always stressing, like I was running out of time and I wasn't even playing a sport. I was just doing intramurals, you know, just yeah. joking around, having a good time. <laughs> so, Yeah, coffee definitely helped me out a yeah. lot while I was at Georgia State. Um, shout out to the Starbucks on Equitable, like that yeah. place saved me. Um, it definitely was stressful because sometimes you'd have like those three tests or I can remember countless times I'd have to talk to the professor and be like, Hey, like we're having our match on Thursday now. So I can't take the test Thursday. And unluckily they would always be like, okay, you can take it early, which I'm like, well, that's great. All the other kids get two extra days to study and I have to cram it all in tonight, but it ended up working out for me. So it was okay. <laughs> Well, it opens some doors of opportunity. I know uh, you got a good, awesome job now at QGenda, which is exciting and insane. What do you think, the last question kind of about college, what do you think college taught you or what are some of your biggest takeaways? And I was even having this conversation with someone um, this past week, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer as well after you hear, go into two universities. Do you think college is a necessity? Or are you glad you went? Or do you think 
you know, maybe it's not for everyone or I know I asked a bunch of questions just there, but curious to hear your response. Yeah, I think there's like several routes to go with this question. Um, I think it's definitely not for everyone. I think after my first job right out of college was in plumbing wholesaling. So after seeing a lot of the plumbers in that industry, they make great money and they love their jobs. Like they know what they're doing. I think you should kind of go with like what you're passionate about, kind of going back to my mom's advice when I was younger. Um, Cause you're going to end up doing that job for like a good bit of your life. I know our generation doesn't always stick with the same job, but I think it's important to kind of go with what you're passionate about. Cause you're going to be doing that for hours on end each day. So I don't think college is necessary for everyone. Cause there's definitely trade school or like there's definitely ways for like creatives to go that route as well in the film industry and all of that. Um, but I definitely think college was helpful for me, kind of helped me see what different route I wanted to go, what I was passionate about and test out a different couple things. So I did start out in biomedical science, figured out kind of that wasn't my route, ended up in business. Um, but I think college also helped me not only from the college athletic side, work with team because you have to do that in real life, obviously. Um, so all the team projects everyone hates actually do come into play in real life, which I think is really ironic. Um, but I think college was pretty great. I 100% agree. And those team projects, I do not miss at all. <laughs> it's funny, I, I work at my job now and I'm like, oh, it was kind of like, definitely beneficial though. And definitely I should have focus more on it. But I 100% agree. I think I can relate with you from the standpoint of coming out of high school. I did not know what I wanted to do. And I think that's where college really gave me a leg and foundation to figure that out in four years and like develop friendships, like develop communication skills and just how to network. Like I probably may would have gone down the trade show route or something if I hadn't, but I think that wasn't really my story to tell um, and like wasn't it for me but I think if someone's 18 and knows what they want to do um, it doesn't necessarily involve college like that's why I'm to your point I don't think it's for everyone but I think it can definitely I guess give you advantage or open some doors for you for sure awesome well Qgenda now uh, business development rep tell me a little bit about like what that role entails or what your day-to-day -day looks like or you know how you how you got that job Okay, so I recently got promoted to senior business development rep. Senior BDR, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I got to claim that title while I have it. Got to, um, absolutely. Yeah, so day-to-day, -day, I started back in like mid-October, um, beginning of October. We kind of just learned a lot about the healthcare industry and all the different medical specialties. So it's kind of fun for me because it was almost like going to school again, taking another college class. So learned all about nephrology, which is the study of the kidneys, all the different nuances of different doctors' schedules for the different specialties. Um, so kind of had to learn a lot in the first couple of weeks. Then they kind of just threw us out there and told us to start prospecting and PDLing, which I was like, what the heck is PDLing? If you don't know, you can look it up. If you're in sales, you know exactly what you're talking about. you said? Yep. Okay. I might have to look that one up. <laughs> hey, you EDR. I thought you knew that. <laughs> I don't know. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. AE, you don't know PDL? I don't. Yeah, I, I need to look up the term. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> okay. So um, it's essentially when you like go out and look for new contacts that aren't in the system already. So we use Salesforce. So the key, what they told us is find as many new contacts um, that are 
decision makers and try to get a hold of them because they're great people to schedule meetings with. So day to day, I do a lot of that, trying to find new people to get in contact with for different accounts and make sure I can email them. Um, our industry is kind of different than most sales industries since we're in the medical industry. We kind of rely heavily on emailing instead of calling just because healthcare professionals don't really have two seconds to talk to you on the phone. If you can get them on the phone, that's great, but they usually won't talk for longer than a minute or two. So email is the best way to go. So most of my days look like finding new contacts, um, breaking down different health systems, figuring out who's employed, who's the private group, things like that, and then trying to get them to book a meeting with us. Classic, the book and the meeting and then getting them to show up too. That's half the battle, right? <laughs> Oh, for sure. I've been working um, with the VAs a lot this last quarter, and all of the people in the VA don't know how to use Zoom. So it's been a pain trying to coordinate, let's use Teams or let's use WebEx. And I'm like, why can't we all just use one system for this? That's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, I feel like, so my company, we use Ring Central and Zoom back to back. And like, I never understand which, when to use which one and why to use which one. But it's just part of COVID, you know, we're trying to figure yeah. it all out, right? <laughs> trying to get the Zoom. I'm just out. waiting for the day that we book some on-sites in some cool places and right? I get to take along. That's all I'm waiting for. Exactly. Hey, me and you both. Maybe one of these days, right? <laughs> um, that's all. And it's Qgenda hiring. I mean, we might have some listeners that might be looking for a job. Yes. Like looking to okay. in sales. <laughs> yes, we are always hiring some business development reps. Um, I think we're moving to two days remote and three days in the office. So that's a plus. So if you're looking for a job in a great culture and environment, we have the company Bible study. We cater lunch twice a week, free Costco membership. I could be a great advertisement for QGender right now. Look at that. You might even get like a referral or something, right? Some kind of bonus. Hopefully. Fingers crossed here. Fingers crossed. That's awesome. In transition, I know we're kind of wrapping up on the podcast and thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a blessing and really enjoyed this conversation and getting to it because one of the first things you said right in the beginning, like in the intro, daughter of the king, like that statement, um, you know, that daughter of the king, that saying, what, uh, can you talk, I mean, maybe a little about your faith, why you're a believer. I know you grew up in the the faith, like your, your parents, you know, obviously invested in you, took you to church. Um, when did you, when did your faith become your own though? Or, you know, why, why are you a Christian now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think like early on, like growing up in the church, I kind of understood all the legalistic like rules and things like, oh, Jesus died to save me from my sins, things like that. Kind of like thought it was more like a rule-based type thing growing up just because that's what the Baptist church kind of emphasized when you're in Sunday school, things like that. Um, so in the third grade, I was a part of like an upward basketball team. And I thought it was a cool thing to do to accept Christ. Cause I was like, oh, I want to be baptized. Like, this is so cool. So pretty early on, like I grasped the concept, but I don't think I fully grasped like what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. I understood like, oh, I need to be kind to people and I need to be like loving to people, kind of try to follow all those fruits of the spirit spirit but really tried to do it in my own strength I think and then right about my like eighth grade year it kind of hit me like oh I need a relationship with God and I need to like walk with him because middle school is pretty hard age for every kid like if you ask them it's pretty formative years of life so kind of started walking more with the Lord and like praying a little bit more and trying to understand that but 
really think that like junior, senior year of high school when volleyball kind of almost fell out of the picture, which was kind of like my lifeline. And I thought that was my gift from the Lord that I needed to use to in a way glorify him. I think that's when it really hit me like, no, I just need the Lord. And like, if volleyball comes back into the picture, that's great, but that's not all I need. So that's really those years when my faith really became my own. And I was like, this is my lifeline. Like in order to get through any of these trials I'm about to face in any stage of life, like I'm going to need the Lord alone, not just a sport. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Yeah. And definitely middle school did suck. It was terrible. <laughs> so completely, <laughs> completely understand that. And, awkward years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I did upward basketball too. I forgot about upward. That's, that's so funny. Um, and yeah, we had like small groups, I think whenever I played third or fourth grade, Yeah, we did too. <laughs> uh, upward basketball was insane. I think my kids will definitely play upward someday as well. <laughs> Whatever that is. My dad was also involved with that. So he was big on making a cool tunnel at our church for everybody to run out of and still remember to this day, he loved the song by like crazy frog or somebody. Oh yeah. So yeah. I played it in the car the other day and he like freaked out. He goes, do you remember the sick tunnel we used to have you guys run through? And I'm like, Yes, dad. I'll never forget that. Of course. <laughs> Highlight of my childhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Now that's good. And, and I think that's so good. I hope the audience hears that part of just dependence um, and just reliance, like realizing one day you wake up and you need him, like you need a savior um, and something greater than, you know, your own flesh, your own body, your own self. And you realize that there was a man out there walking 2000 years ago that literally died for you like that's that's love right there so that's that's incredible and what what motivates you to you know share the gospel share the word like you've come on you've been very vocal about your faith and I tell people like this necessarily isn't really a faith-based podcast it can be used that way I just have guests on tell their story and clearly Jesus has been a huge implement story in your life but what motivates you to continue to share um you know his name and, and his word I think uh, my family group leader in my senior year of high school, um, her name's Haley Swinson. She's still at Passion, like the most amazing lady I've ever met. She really encouraged me my senior year. Like, if you're really going to follow the Lord, you have to like do it with all your heart. And I think he radically like changed my life so much in my senior year that I just like want to be able to share that with others. Cause I know like there's so many hurting people in our world and like everyone's searching for something, especially in like, post-COVID times, everyone's trying to find something to satisfy themselves. So I really want to like be able to speak about the faith I have because it does fill that void and it does leave you no longer thirsty. And I think a perfect example is like all throughout Atlanta, I've seen like so many homeless people, especially going to Georgia State. And it was really cool about like a month or two ago, there was this homeless man on the corner and he literally just smiled at me like I was jamming to my music normally I'll like roll my windows up really fast because like you never know what's gonna happen in Atlanta but I was like maybe I'll just keep them open today and he just looked over and smiled at me and waved and I was like how are you doing sir and he was like good like I just want some water um and I was like I'm so sorry I don't have any and I like instantly was like convicted by the Lord I was like he needs water so I like, went to the store bought him some water some granola bars and I had an extra bible thankfully in my car and wrote in the front of it like hey, like, this is the true living water, like, the only water that's going to satisfy you, like, I hope the water that I gave you helps, but, like, I want you to read this, and, like, if this impacts you, like, put my number in it, like, please call me if you have questions, but, like, challenge you to read this book, because it will satisfy you, and, like, 
keep you from being thirsty again. So handed it off to him, huge smile on his face. Not sure if he read it, but fingers crossed he did because the Lord can work in miraculous ways as we know. But that, I think that really inspired me, like just listen to what the Lord's calling you to do. And like, if it's as simple as giving a Bible and some water, like you never know the impact you're going to have on people. Amen to that. That is, and that's why I love this podcast. That's incredible story. And I know just from your presence and being a light, like he was comforted that day, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, that's what Jesus talks about all the time is just being a friend, being someone, uh, to be a hand. If he, if he read it great, if he didn't, you know, great as well. The fact that you, you know, your boldness took that uh, leap of faith is incredible. Um, and that's truly an awesome story as well. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Kaylee, obviously, for coming on. I love to end every podcast with these two questions. Um, are you ready for them? Okay, I think I'm ready. All right, we'll do them back to back. Okay. Uh, we'll start with number one, what is one thing you are most grateful for? And number two, what is your all-time favorite movie? Okay, so number one, definitely community. Like my community in Atlanta, like our awesome game nights that we have, like can't compare to anything else. Like, it's just amazing. Makes my week all the time. People don't even understand the game nights. Oh, if you want a good game night, hit us up. Like we have the best game nights in the entire world. I can guarantee you that. Um, and then second question, remember the Titans, hands down. If you haven't seen the movie, you better go watch it because it's the best movie of all time. Amen to that. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone not seeing Remember the Titans. And if they haven't, they got they got to figure it out because that's that's definitely one of my favorites. That's a that's a very solid pick. We've had yeah. we've had quite a few pretty good answers and different answers on the podcast. I really love Remember the Titans. That's a that's a solid one. I'm about to say you might have to go back and edit the other ones and put Remember the Titans in because <laughs> for each one, wrong. Yeah. We'll just, uh, we'll like cycle over your voice for Remember the Titans for each podcast <laughs> moving forward. And just I love it. As a clip. So Left that's side, strong one. side, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just, yeah, I love that question. I think it tells just so much about a person, like what your favorite movie is. And yeah, like that, that's, that's a good and solid answer. So you wouldn't believe some of the crazy answers I've gotten over the years. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Kaylee, for coming on the podcast. Wrapping up, do you have any social media people can follow you on? Any TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, or any, anything else you want to shout out? Maybe not even social media, just is your time to just shout out and, and uh, talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Social media, I think it's Kaylee McClure 21. I'm not really sure. I'm not on social media right now, so you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I have a blog linked in there. Um, it's called, I think, Gracefully Broken. Um, really good blog, just about my experience in college and just like day-to-day life. So if you want to check that out, cool. And then I just want to challenge everybody listening to this podcast, like text someone you're grateful for them today. Like it'll make their day more than you know. I've been kind of putting that into practice lately and you never know what's going to happen when you text somebody. That's so good. I need to go text like half the contacts now. I'm (laughs) grateful for you. That is a great encouragement. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee, for coming on. Thank you for being a light and just to others and spreading love and, um, you know, obviously faith and Jesus as well. And just for being you and thank you for sharing your story today. It's truly been awesome. And uh, we'll have to have you on again. Oh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Can't wait to see where the podcast goes. Let's go. Thank you, Kaylee.
Well, there you have it, folks. That was Kaylee McClure, and that was her story. I hope you guys enjoyed this one today as much as I did. Awesome interview and awesome podcast from start to finish. Love the fact of her, the journey she found of finding her identity, overcoming obstacles and life's challenges, and just the open doors and wisdom and patience she learned from her time at UAB playing volleyball to her time at Georgia State, and then just life after college at one point. Wanting or maybe going down the chemist or science route and the open door that happened with the business world, the mentorship, the friendship she had. There's so many great takeaways. I hope you guys learned something today from her story. Um, and if you did enjoy this podcast, like we said in the beginning, go like, comment, subscribe. Go follow us on Instagram at What's Your Story 2022. We'll be back next Thursday with another amazing, amazing podcast. I don't want to spoil anything right now, but you guys are going to be blown away with this next one. But just remember this week, you matter, your story matters. So go share it with someone. And until next time, this has been What's Your Story.